strangers and residents of Briarwood, California, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Hey, hey. And today we have the lovely medieval historian, my Slavic queen, Eleanor <laughs> Yanega. What's up, truthers? What's up, comrades? Yanaga, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I accept any of that. Like, provided, basically, if you say the yawn bit, I'm in. I'm happy. I'm happy with the yawn. That's all I'm asking <laughs> anyone to do. That's all. All right. I, I appreciate it. And you've been having a lot going on recently. You've seen a lot of success post-pandemic. You're living your best life, aren't you? Yeah, mate. It turns out people like content. I don't know. So, like everyone's real bored and i'm working so that's good like i don't know i've got all sorts on the go my comics out i got a tv show it's it's all happening but you know um but in like a chill way between buds mostly yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of the things about this episode was that i was like okay so clearly she's big time now. I guess I got to hit up her agent instead. Her agent never hit me back I up. That. I was like, okay, honey, in the first place, do not. No, just come straight. Come to the source. My agent is just like, girl, what? No. <laughs> never got a response back. I was like, wow. Come, come okay. Straight to, come straight to the Twitter DMs when you need this shit. That's all I have to say. Because otherwise, they're just going to be like, what? Are you NPR? No. She okay. was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm not big shot at all, honey. You can you can contact me no matter what. I'll do That's anything. I'm like, okay, okay. Her agent's like, nah. Actually, if you're not if you're not doing an NBC segment, I, I don't want to hear it. Pretty much like my agent, my agent treats me like I'm way bigger time than I am. Which God bless him. Thanks for like trying to get me paid, but also like I'm still coming on my comrades' cast. That's all you know. I mean, like to the to your agent though, because that's their job, right? I yeah, mean, real talk, that's... real talk. Like they yeah. don't know who y'all are. <laughs> Like, if I wasn't mates with you, then, yeah, probably it wouldn't be so much. Like, so say you weren't comrades and we weren't mates. I'd be a little bit like, excuse me, but, you know, we are. So it doesn't matter. Right. Like, that's the difference. <laughs> well, I'm grateful. There you go. The difference is, is it, it like, you know, parasocial relationships are wild, but like we have one. It's not just like you're nobody. That's <laughs> that's how it works. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, you're definitely good company for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. When I start yelling <laughs> about like I don't, God knows what in five minutes. So, so just to start this off, uh, since it's been later on, I think like the last time we did this, it's been like I don't know, nine months ago. Um, have you had any time to watch any more Power Rangers since then? Okay, so. I am mostly still, I'd watched a few things, but I'm mostly still like what I consider classic era, right? Because we've had this discussion before because I'm old. Because I'm like, you know, you're, I'm, I'm the, I'm the like Sentai truther mom. I'm like the MILF of the podcast. Oh. And um, I'm going to like give myself that crown. That's what I'm doing. But, I was you know, already going to say it's it. yours. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So it's like, for me, it's always been sort of classic era, but then I dip in and out. But I was really quite into these ones now because I was like, oh, girl, they got on Hogwarts. Oh, what up? They got a little cloak. Oh, I love it. And um, there are so many Kiwi actors and actresses in it. <laughs> 
And they're all like, this is Auckland. It's definitely in California. And I was like, girl, what is up? Like, it was very <laughs> cute. And I was like, I was really into it. So now I'm, I'm quite inspired to watch a bit more, you know? So even though yeah. I'm coming from it from an, a very, an extremely old school position, you know? You're well, not I too far off sense. from us. I think yeah. that makes sense, actually, because we've been feeling like uh, this, this one harkens more back to old Saban Power Rangers than anything of the Disney era thus far. And furthermore, mm. anything really of the post in space era in some ways, too. Mm -hmm. Like, this is more like the old school stuff. Mm, yeah, for me, this is like, the, this is so easily recognizable. Right. It, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, like I totally get exactly the vibe of what's happening here immediately. So I, I really dug that, you know, and it's kind yeah. of like um, with all of the Kiwi-ness in it, it was like watching Xena or Hercules or something like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, I dug that, you know, like, yeah. That's so cool. I never knew that fact. That's crazy. Mm. Wow, and Lucy Lawless is a content. Kiwi and everything. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Damn. Sorbo, obviously not. Kevin Sorbo is a hated enemy of the podcast, clearly. But, you know, Lucy Lawless <laughs> is a comrade and a Kiwi. So there you go. <laughs> well, I did want to mention that before we even watch this, our only exposure to, because this is like, this is what, 2007? Yeah. Six, I think, what, Six, what yeah. these ones that we watched today, because I went and looked it up, because, you know. I, I was just like. I'm a dickhead. Was, you know, I'm yeah, going to go look <laughs> stuff up. So. Well, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, if I was caught watching this that year, I would have been bullied. Like, I was in high school. And quite rightly. <laughs> yeah, like, and I would have told people, yo, yo, Power Rangers Mystic Force, yo, that shit's popping, bro. Like, have you seen that shit? And they would have been like, you're watching Power Rangers. How the fuck old are you, dog? Like, come on. I'm like, oh, it's. I mean, this minds. was an era in my life when I didn't even watch television. Like, who had time to watch? I would occasionally like watch TV every now and again, but I didn't have any like shows I followed or anything. Because who had time for that when you're trying to score weed and you know go to the skate we'll park? and like make out with somebody like this all was of like that, all of those were way higher priority at that point in my life no this was the gamer this was a gamer grab this was a xbox live playing gears of war chainsawing people in ranked elimination mm. <laughs> see i was um because i'm you know again one more time i'm gonna say it the milf of the podcast like i'm and i'm so much older than you i was living in sydney at the time and um, taking large amounts of redacted and clubbing a lot. So, um, <laughs> gotcha. you know, for me, it would have been actually like quite good come down stuff. You were doing that. A been, that yeah. could have been choice, but I was like very busy, like being way too into like Milo's Destroy Rock and Roll album and like going to several festivals. That's what I was doing at the time, you see. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we played, uh, we did that charity tournament, the Battle for the Grid one, where it's me versus Kennedy. And uh, that game introduced us to Udana from Mystic Force, because her mm -hmm. special move would go, Magical Source, Mystic Force. And she, she strikes a pose as she uh, makes the enemy, like, iced out, Sub-Zero style. Love so, it. So, like, yeah, so cool. And we were like, huh. Mystic Force comes on after SPD. It might actually be a good season. And wow, wouldn't you know it? We're pleasantly surprised so far. Uh, Kennedy, let's let's dig in. Let's dig in, yeah. Um, so 
Mystic Force starts off, uh, and uh, it's just uh, it's clear that we're wiping the slate clean because like we get like a narrator and like a whole explanation of like here's here's how it works, folks. Okay, you thought you know something about the Power Rangers? No, shut up, sit down. Uh, this is how it happened, and how it happened this time is that uh, there was this dimension filled with magic next to our own, but then there was this battle in the dimension of magic with the forces of good and evil, and uh, it separated the dimension more so from our world, it seems like a little bit, although they're a little bit vague about how all this works, I don't know. Uh, and uh, also, the defeating the evil came at a great cost, so all these evil villains and monsters were sealed into the underworld, but at the cost of, apparently, it seems like probably the heroes' lives. Um, and uh, everything's been peaceful since then. So in the modern Bob's day... Opening. You know what it reminded me of, actually? Uh, the beginning almost to, like, uh, Lost Galaxy, but, like, just done better and more interesting mm -mm. for that one. And then, like... There, I feel like this is when I think the Saban, you really started to kind of get like the Saban energy just coming back, you know, because mm -hmm. cause like this whole like dimension thing. Well, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but basically this whole dimension thing, you kind of get that feeling like it's like a Saban plot element versus like a Disney element. Because like Disney tries to really ground Power Rangers into a more realistic approach, whereas this is just way more fantastical. Yeah. There's yeah, no totally. To explain things in the same way that we've had in the last two seasons in particular. Yeah. So, uh, for the most part, the people of Earth were never aware that this battle even happened. Um, but it happened right by the city of Briarwood, California. California. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. The yeah, biggest like wink of all time. I like because so I was watching it, and um, so my charming husband, who's a Kiwi from Wellington, but his family moved to Sydney. I was like, "This looks so much like Sydney," and he's like, "Yeah, where the hell is this?" So this we went and looked it all up, and we were like, "Oh, Auckland, yeah." And it was just like the whole thing is, is just, <laughs> and it's like, why is everything gum trees? Like, why are there fig trees everywhere? Like, what is going on? It's like, oh yeah, you know, California, and it's like, sure, bro, yeah, uh huh, like, and that's fine. But, like, also, why is there an Australian there as well? Like, it would make more sense. Half of them are Kiwis. We got an Australian in. Like, why does it need to be California? That's what I don't understand. I'm so. just going to spoil this because a couple episodes later, one of them even says, like, Oi, ever since I got to the States, it's been so interesting. And you're like, you're not in the States. Every, <laughs> this is everyone like you talk to sounds like you. Not like... <laughs> <laughs> the least the least states like city in the entire world like it just does not you can't make this look like it, no it doesn't work but anyway fine fine whatever we're going with it it's magic right all you have to do is believe in magic i really think especially because this is a magical season they should have just leaned in and been like, you're going to a magic school in new zealand whoa what you've never been there probably like that's as magical as going to England. Come on. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, so so Briarwood uh is a place 
and we meet some kids there that work at a rock music store called the Rockporium. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, what a name, right? <laughs> Love it. I, I'm just so down with the kids on the streets. I know. This is very funny, too, because even in, like, 2006, this would have felt a tiny bit archaic. It's a vinyl oh. store. So it's like, 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 I mean, they were around, like, in New York City, yeah. there's, like, there was, like, a couple definitely still around that time. But, yeah, definitely, what would be, like, the equivalent now, right? Like, one of those mall music stores that you see. Uh, FY, yeah. FYE. <laughs> like, this could be, like, FYE, right? True, true. I like how there is within um, this, you know, at um, I guess the end of the second episode, not to skip ahead too much, when they all decide to use magic to clean the store. And they're like, what, are we a chain store now? And I'm like, there's this wink nudge to that, you know, <laughs> the, the, the push and pull between Indian chain stores, but we're coming down on the side of like, it's funny to be concerned about this, right? Yeah. It is pretty hilarious because like, Y'all joke, but I remember back in like 2015, I think, or early 2016, I went to an FYE that sold an eight track of uh, Kid Cudi speeding bullet to heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, somebody out there, somebody out there bought that. And like, mm -hmm. I think that was like an FYE exclusive. So, like, it's really weird how, like, the chain stores and, and sometimes the indie stores will engage in that because they'll just buy it secondhand, you know, and then, like, pump up yeah. the price. But, like, that that whole, I guess that is, like, a whole dynamic that can exist back in then. But, like, I think they go as so far as to say that, like, there's, like, a hundred of these types of stores. Right, Kennedy? In, like, they, a future episode. There's, like, a hundred record stores in town at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a weird like trivia that, thing that I, I got fixated on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's popping, I guess, at Briarwood. Every, everybody's oh, no, got a hi-fi system. Actually, no, this is what it was. We extrapolated there must be a hundred because they said that ten record stores in the area had been robbed that day or something like that, that. day and, yeah. and you're like whoa how many record stores are in the area yeah, <laughs> yeah real talk real talk right like serving this small californian town <laughs> serving this small california town everybody's yeah. got a hi-fi system it's just so they're, funny. they're downloading like, flax it's like they're trying to do empire records but Empire Records was expressing the death of the record store in 1995. <laughs> I know, like, it's... It, uh, all of this is just, like, it's this weird combination of attempting to be kind of, like, on the pulse, but, like, it's clearly, like, also 10 years ago. It's intense. It's very intense. But it's intense. also funny because this would work now because it would be, like, a hipster thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. so weird. It kind of yeah. came back around. You want to know why too? Because like I think there was a news article that was saying that vinyl collecting is getting big again. And then um, on top of this, uh, my my friend who's really into hi-fi gear, so I'm just sort. That's my source. Okay, was telling me that vinyl rips sound different than CD rips. And that there's people who have musical <laughs> preferences for vinyl rips over CD rips. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So we supposedly. Meet, so we meet these teens that work at the the or well, teens or young adults. It's a little vague. That work at the record store. Like nineteen store. twenty, I think. They, they're right? like yeah, nineteen ish seems to be the vibe. Uh, Chip, Madison, Vita, and Xander. Xander. Uh, Xander. He's the bad boy. The bad yeah. boy. Well, no, the full what? the full blown bad boy is Nick, who we don't even meet yet. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's gave... interesting because there's there's two bad boys. Right? Yeah, Xander's like, always like he's he's always being cheeky and getting into trouble in this I don't know, it's interesting. He's like, Xander's like the oh, I'm gonna try to I'm the kind of bad boy where I try to boss everybody around, ooh, in a chill way between buds. And um, your man there, the red one, whose name I can't remember. Nick, there you go. Mm-hmm. Nick is like, no, I'm a lone wolf. I'm a, I'm a, he's like, it's so, I guess that this is, if we want to like use stupid pickup artist terms, you got Xander <laughs> is your alpha and Nick is your Sigma. Oh, <laughs> oh. Males are differentiated from alphas, but. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, so. The pacer yeah, so, test. So Xander is, t- is like the hit on every shit <laughs> bad boy. Yeah. And Nick is the, oh, he doesn't hit on every chick and they're attracted to him anyway. He's like, no, I'm not a part of it. I don't want all these chicks hitting on me. And oh, they do. That's the difference. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was also interested, so like as an old school, like from the old mm-hmm. school perspective. I was really interested about like the color swapping here because so if we're talking about like old school, like original, original iteration power Rangers, like your old school alpha was the red Ranger and your like Sigma was the green Ranger until he turns into the white Ranger. Obviously shout out to Tommy, shout out to real one. Right. <laughs> um, and- Tommy just becomes the alpha. Yeah, and then Tommy becomes the alpha after that. But Mm -hmm. the point is, like, so for, because with this, Xander's the Green Ranger. Like, I mean, spoilers everywhere. I'm just skipping right ahead. Uh, But Nick is red. And so it's like, for me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because in my head, when I assigned them colors, like, based off of everything, I was like, oh, this is how this is going to shake down. My man there is, your Xander's going to be red. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. They, They scooped me. You would, you would think, right, with such a strong name. Yeah. Um, so this mm-hmm. has happened a couple of times in Power Rangers where Red is essentially the sixth ranger built into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then they use that sixth ranger archetype as like a uh, as like a brand new character archetype that they get to explore. They did this mm. in uh, Power Rangers in space because like you had the leader from Power Rangers Turbo going into in space and then becoming the blue ranger but he was still definitely the alpha um mm. and then uh you had the red ranger that season being the sigma so it was a, it was a very interesting yeah. dichotomy it does happen a couple of times um throughout the years but yeah no it's it's a nice play on it um i do kind of think they could have named him something other than nick <laughs> yeah, totally. They, they I, I think you could have gave it a little bit more like pizzazz. Some on the sauce, name. like like, but you can't. There's no sauce in Nick. Let's be real. You know, not a not an exciting name. Um, so maybe maybe that's that's why he tries to overcompensate with the maybe. lone wolf attitude because he has to like introduce himself as Nick. Mm, mm. He's already like the fourth Nick in every class that he 
you know, moves into or whatever when he comes to a new town. He has to like deflect mm-hmm. when they ask them when they ask him what his name is. He's like, Yeah, so you see my motorcycle over here. Here's my motorcycle. My motorcycle, like what's the motorcycle's name? That's what I want. <laughs> we didn't hear. We didn't hear. I'm assuming it's a her. He definitely refers to his motorcycle as a she. I'm just saying. I know this yeah. type. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel like Nick would give Goodbye. it pink flames though. Um mm. so so the four teens that work at the record shop, uh, there's this earthquake and they're like, whoa, what's going on? And uh afterwards uh, like everyone's kind of like hanging out around town like figuring out what's up and uh they're just like hanging out outside the record store kind of cleaning up and this old man comes into the park and is like i need help my brother wait sorry i don't i need help my brother uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh fuck this scene i was like oh no we're back to this <laughs> and people are kind of like uh we don't go into the woods. No one comes out of the woods, which was like some really weird <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, I, they I like, they okay, could have just that's... said, I'm, I don't want to go out in the middle of the woods where I could be shot dead. Or, or, <laughs> or like, no or like my boss like... will fire me if I leave my job right now and just walk away. That's too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the one of the things about it, like of, of all the walking away, right? It's like there are how many people are working in this goddamn record store, like at this one record time? store can employ at least ten people. That's that's yeah. the preposterous part. That's the it's truth, right? Like, like in, in the year of our Lord, in the year of our Lord, two thousand six. <laughs> how many people do you need working in an independent record store at any given time? Like, it must also like operate an event hall or something like that. Like that's like, the we, only we are, way. We are so many years past high fidelity at this point, which I think <laughs> came out in like 2002, 2001, right? And that had already been like, yeah, a large record store having three employees is wild. Yeah. And here we yeah. are. Here we are five years later being like, oh, yeah, I don't know. How many people do you need? Like 12? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has on? to be an event hall space too. Like mm. something's going on with that. Did they show the boss yet? Yeah, we've met the oh, boss. Like I, I, that's the, that 70s show guy. Um, so like literally, my husband goes, "Good to see Screech getting work." <laughs> Came on. This is very much we have hide from that 70s show at home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. It's like, you know, he's wacky because he wears like two patterns at the same time. This is a timeline where he just went like stone cold sober and he's just like really into truther shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like a truther Christian hippie. <laughs> I just yeah, that 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 would stand up. And he's yeah, not absolutely. actually stone cold sober. He just says that. <laughs> he's doing Kratom. Yeah, his name is a uh, Toby. <laughs> no, no. What is up with the names? Yeah, like the names are just fairly <laughs> garbage. You know. <laughs> Toby. Yes. Honestly. So the old man is in the park and he's going, Somebody help me. And and uh 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 everyone's kind of like, I don't know, the woods are really dangerous. You never come out if you go into them. And Nick's like, 
I'll go. That sounds fine to me. And uh, jumps on his motorcycle. But before he can just ride off alone, a couple of our rangers to be are like, okay, yeah, we'll go with you. Fine. Let's do it. So, yeah, uh, yeah we've got yeah, nothing yeah. better to do on this island. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, this is just what we do. This is this is what is up, you know. Nobody's visiting the record store. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one's visiting the record store and all 12 people who work in it at any given time, you know. <laughs> this is a boss that lets them like lock the place up for lunch hour for like a team power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just put a note on the door. <laughs> Be back in an hour. Mm -hmm. Um so uh so Nick and uh a couple of the Rangers, uh Vita and Chip are like let's Vita's go. Vita's a good name. I'm going to give Vita like a name check. Name check, vibe check, pass. Okay. But I'm Chip's okay. uh Chip. Also... Chip no. Chip is like are you like the the baby cup in Beauty and the Beast? I don't know what to go with this. No one no it's one's Chip named. Weasley. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> it's just because I headcanon him as a Weasley. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm just in my head. I'm just like Chip Weasley. That just sounds right. Yeah. Mm. One it of works. the 17 brothers, you know? But, totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they're they the more adventurous ones. So they're like, yeah, let's go. And then the other two are just like, well, I guess we have to after they leave, especially because Madison and Vita are sisters. So Madison's like, I can't leave my sister. Mm. But also, she's really horny for Nick immediately. Extremely horny for Nick immediately. So that also yeah. affects her. Yeah, it's just like, you know, she loves that Sigma stuff. It's just, you know, you know how ladies be. They get hot for that immediately. That's just how it is. That's how it works. It's like, oh, unavailable dude with a motorcycle? Ah. Uh. It's like... <laughs> it, it makes yeah. sense as it goes because you realize that uh, at first, you think Vita might be like a not like other girls when she's complaining about Pink, but no, it's her sister. Madison's the end log. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's so attracted to that unavailable bad boy, Nick. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so the kids take off into the forest. They're following the old man. They immediately lose track of the old man, who is obviously being a sneaky, magical person within like seconds of them getting there literal um, seconds mm. they like stepped five feet he was out yeah and he's like, like like just like rubbing his hands together like acting like a leprechaun or something just like yeah, okay yeah weird. this is a regular old man sure uh, just you know and, like the regular old man <laughs> like it's just it, it's very funny i i can't handle the old man but anyway go on <laughs> So they lose track of the old man and they're wandering around and then they pass through this like magical barrier and some of them kind of feel it and some of them don't um, mm. and are like, did something just happen there? And, the, and others are like, no, nah, we're just still in the woods. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but at this point, it's not long before it becomes clear that, you know, mm -hmm. they are in a magical world now. <laughs> We get a little introduction to the villains around this time. I can't remember if it was a little before this or right around this time, but uh, we see some of the villains for the first time, Mordecai and uh, Necroli and some of the others, and they're in the underworld. Horrible names. And Go they're on. like, mm -hmm. yeah, just 
very lazy villain names, which is too bad because the villains are fine, but their names are very villains look cool as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what up with that though? <laughs> like uh, one of them looks, looks like a evil like Dark Souls Power Rangers knight. Mm, yeah, I was kind of like so. I'm also into the kind of like vibe, like uh, like not to be too much of a medievalist about it, but I kind of like love the whole sort of like very Dante's Inferno vision of this underworld where yeah. all of like the demons are kept. Like it's very much kind of like the multiple circles of hell in the underworld, and I was like, okay, I see what you're doing here. It's cute. It's cute. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, you do uh, raise like a good point. I I do feel like I I was getting it later on in the season, but. There is a lot of like religious allegory in this mm, season. Mm, mm. <laughs> it's like, and I'm here for it. I'm here for all of like those kind of like, like the hell mythology and stuff. I dig that. And I like how he's kind of like, if Lord Zed had, was half a robot head and also like the, the well, I mean, you're one man there with the half robot head and the big horn. Like, what's yeah. up on that? I love this. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like on some Kano fantasy shit. Fantasy boss or something. Like yeah. I could see it in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Ten out of ten for the underworld. That's what I have to say. Yes. It was a really good scene. Yeah. Basically just introducing the villains, uh, kind of going on that there's a sort of greater evil at play that mm. they're kind of both submissive to. Yeah, and I, um, what I kind of dug about that too is that they were really good at kind of playing with the whole like no honor among thieves idea, right? Where it's like, well, they don't like each other. None of them actually get along. They're all on the same side insofar as what they want to do is like escape the underworld and come to the top, but they are not like friends, right? No, and not I thought at that, all. And, and I thought that was really nicely done, actually. All things That's considered. new. That's mm, a that's a new yeah. villain archetype for this for this show because I think mm. like we've had the royal family but they were still kind of all on the same side or at least like agreed to be all on the same yeah. side you yeah, know yeah. and like have like a sort of bond or relationship uh, that was like back in Zeo era and then there's like a there's a couple of other instances kind of like that but it's more or less like either you are loyal to me because of blood or because of power mm. or I pay you. And that's my, that's, that's my, uh, that's my relationship to you. Um, so yeah, this so is kind of like, uh, this is kind of like, this is like a more anarchistic sort of, uh, grouping. Yeah. And it's, it's like quite nuanced, like this idea where, yeah, we're all kind of on the same team in that we share one specific common goal, but beyond that, we all have our own kind of driving forces. And I liked that. I thought that was quite clever. Well, this works really well too, because. Um, you know, it's common for the Power Rangers to do some type of the villain team doesn't all get along, the villain team betrays each other type of stuff. But this just sets it up from the jump that, yeah, these villains are going to backstab each other. You know that from the minute you watch mm -hmm. them, you know, interact for the first time. And that's immediately cool. So that's just like, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. it's normally a behind the scenes thing versus an overt thing. Because yeah, by the time yeah. Power Rangers ever gets it to be overt, it's the middle of the season at the earliest. Sometimes it happens towards the end, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. straight from the jump, you're already invested. Again, though, the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even the, the their, like, minions are called Hideaks, which is another just word that I don't want to ever say again if I don't have to. Yeah, um, and it's, I just feel like we could have done better there. What can I say? 
and they look <laughs> cool. That makes it even more again that the minions this season look good too. So that makes it even more disappointing once again. Mm -hmm. uh, the minions straight up put the lighting a little lower. These could be in a horror movie. They're freaky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are like they're quite um I thought they were quite like eldritchy, like, you know, bit kind of Lovecraftian almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um Yeah. So the rangers are, you know, wandering around in the forest lost. We've met the villains. We know that the villains are planning things um and that they're up to stuff and that they're escaping. Uh mm -hmm. we also like Korag is is able to get out. That one that we yeah. mentioned before that looks like a bit of like a Power Ranger himself. Very cool mm -hmm. design. Uh, so uh, Korag's already able to get out, whereas some of the others can't yet. Um, yeah. So things are happening. The Rangers meet this mystery sorceress in the woods right after a hilarious bit of dialogue about like, there's no evil witches in the woods. And then there's a, a witch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least it's better than the Dino Thunder one. Of, uh, <laughs> yes. Man, if only Kira would just pop out of the air right now. And then she just falls face plants on the vehicle. <laughs> I have to say one thing that I like about it too, like from a medieval standpoint, is it's like we've got these magical woods full of bad things and everyone in the town knows that there's like the magical woods full of bad things. It's like very medieval. It's like any Arthurian <laughs> legend. It's like you must not go to the woods. It's full of witches. And it's like, oh, okay, word. And like, everyone in this California <laughs> town is all like, yeah, for real, dude, can't go on the magic woods. That's off limits. <laughs> That's <a> Californian <laughs> lore right there. But it's like, simultaneously, simultaneously, you must not go to the magic woods. But also, bad boys like Nick don't believe in magic. Yeah. So, right. so which um, is it, Nick? Which is it? Which is it? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rangers get attacked by those aforementioned zombie minions i'm not gonna say i'm really not gonna say the name again um, <laughs> uh, and uh the the mysterious sorceress whisks them away to a place we will soon learn soon learn is called root core and uh the yeah, sorceress right. We'll Rootcore extremely sounds. Sorry to interrupt, Kennedy, but Rootcore okay. extremely sounds like a kind of like folk version of techno. But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rootcore festival in the woods this weekend. Yeah, you know, like it's it's gonna be extremely a bunch of people hippie flipping. That's if all. You, like game, you have to bring concert. a sampler and raw honey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh no this would totally <laughs> happen in manhattan it would, it would. <laughs> uh so udana welcomes them to root core and basically just starts explaining what's up um there was this evil battle a long time ago uh that earthquake that happened earlier today unsealed the gates of hell itself whoops um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh y'all are meant to be power rangers and uh, some of them are kind of okay with this, but most of them are more confused and scared um, and not sure about it. Um, mm. Mostly just Chip is okay with this because, again, he's been expecting this his whole life. He's a Weasley. He thought it would be an owl, but, you know, I, I guess things change. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the Rangers are kind of like, wow, we don't, we, don't, we don't know about all this. This is confusing. Um, they also meet Udana's apprentice, Claire. Mm. Um, who is uh, uh, 
a comedic relief character this season and is just I mean, look, look, I want to say, <laughs> like, fantastic to see that women can be, like, um, stupid fuck-up sidekicks, too. We very rarely <laughs> see, like, you know, the comedic relief stupid fuck-up sidekick being a woman. So, you know, striking a blow for, you know, the idea that we, too, can be dumb bitches. So. <laughs> uh, there is a, is a girl boss, except she's not a boss, and she'll never be a boss of anything. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How did Claire even get this position? I mean, I suppose I can watch more to find out, but I'm like, how did this happen? It's confusing, too, because it's like she has been there apprenticing for years, and then these people that just show up out of the blue get to be Power Rangers. And it's like, at one point in time, she's like, well, maybe I'm a Power Ranger, too, and Ujana's like, <laughs> no. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, what yeah. is she apprenticing for, then? Like, I'm not clear on that one, you know? When, yeah, whenever Claire, like, talks about, like, herself in an aspirational way, Udana literally just laughs. laughs. Uh, um, Claire is basically Skull, and the boss is Bulk, I believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The Power Rangers end up at this woodland village that's just been attacked that Udana is like out checking on anyway and she left them back at the base but Claire couldn't keep them there. Uh they they see firsthand, whoa, here in the magic world things are already getting bad. Like this village is destroyed basically. And then a big monster shows up. But they see something very cool happen which is Udana turns into a freaking Power Ranger herself and it's awesome. It, it is, is awesome. fucking sick. To be fair, <laughs> it's sick though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looks cool as hell. Her powers are strong as fuck, and she just starts beating up on this monster. Um, the Rangers weren't taking this seriously before now, and left the wands that Udana offered them back at Root Core, so they have to try to fight some minions just with no powers by hand, and it generally goes badly for them. I can't imagine a scenario on God's green earth where someone is all like, yo, you want uh, like this magic wand or whatever. Um, FYI, I'm a sick ass like warrior who can morph into a giant thing. And I'd be like, nah, fuck this wand. I'm out. Like <laughs> how? What? No. But anyway, I mean, I guess I'm not a teenager with an important job being one of 12 people in a record shop. So, you know, that's honestly way statistically less likely than being chosen to go to wizard school. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Real talk, mate. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, Udana tells the teens, hey, listen, you don't even need your wands, okay? If you believe in magic, you can use magic. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the teens are like, okay. Fuck it. And of course, it starts with Chip. Uh, he's a Weasley, so he knew already. Right. right. He's a true believer, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so he's, he's just immediately like, that's all I have to do? I believe in magic? Of course I believe in magic. Duh. And immediately, mm. he just starts like doing magic. And everybody else starts being like, yeah, I believe in magic. Heck, yeah, this is awesome. Um, Nick is like, I guess I believe in magic, too. But mm. it doesn't work because he's too edgy. Even though he saw magic happen like six hundred times in the last four minutes, this is when the <laughs> this is when the the religious bells were ringing in my head right now. Yeah, no doubt, absolutely. 
Um, but I, I really like how everyone is like, oh, I believe. But it was also very kind of like the, it reminds me of like Pure Land Buddhism or something. Or like, or, you know, the versions where all you have to do is say like Myoho Rengikyo and you'll be like um, reborn into the Pure Land and then everything's fine. Where everyone's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I believe, I believe in magic. Okay. And like, to be fair, way easier to say I believe in magic when you're seeing a <clears throat> bunch happen in front of you. Right. But also it's like, what are we calling Ma like you're already a in the magic forest that everybody in town agrees exists <laughs> b here's a fucking monster c we've got some kind of like town folk with fairy wings and some shit and like still our sigma is like no dog i don't believe in magic <laughs> like, what are you talking about can you explain this situation in any other way like what's going on here what's going he's on he's having you know? a mental break like that's yeah, exactly. Going said. And I mean, to be fair, that would also be a great way of explaining this. Situation. Listen, these are illusions by Satan. Yeah, Satan is yeah. testing Nick's Nick's uh, will power right now. You know, he's. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> God. So, so Nick, at the end of the battle, um, everyone's like, okay. That was awesome. We want to be Power Rangers, which to give credit, like even if they were a little reluctant before, like at least they're not like no one's waffling except Nick. Now they're all like, yeah, the first time I used magic, I knew that I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but Nick's like, listen, the magic thing didn't work for me. And, and he's like, I, I don't think that I don't think I want to be a part of this. Nudana's mm -hmm. like, you were chosen to be here. Are you sure? And Nick's like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And she's like, okay, I won't force you. Uh, and has Claire guide him out of the woods. Uh, she's still a sheep, by the way. I didn't mention yeah, she's, that. She, yeah, she's still a sheep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When she's trying to stop the Power Rangers from doing whatever they want, uh, she tries to use a spell and she turns herself into a sheep. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. So, uh, so she, she leads Nick out of the woods. Almost as soon as Nick is out of earshot, conveniently, Korag mm. shows up and is like, if my minions couldn't beat you up, I will, and blast the Rangers and Udana. That's mm. where part one ends, with the big dramatic situation looking like, uh-oh, because like they don't have their wands together, they don't have anything together, everything's a mess, and Nick has left. To be continued. Bum, bum, bum. So part two opens with Korag just basically gloating as it looks like he's gonna destroy them he summons a giant evil stallion zord called catastros one of the rare cool names for the villains this season um, yeah that that was a dub that was yeah. a dub for the mm -hmm. naming team, sure. was that felt too like again like where a lot of this feels has that kind of like mythical christian greco-roman kind of vibe to it that felt perfectly in line with that yeah yeah, yeah. uh udana is like well i gotta fight the 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 centaur version of korag and katastros whatever i'll just get big because i'm hard as hell for the centaur chip hard as hell like it was not, <laughs> like disturbingly furry for the centaur for a second there. It was all right. You know, like, I support you, Chip, but, like, keep it down. 
Keep it down. Yeah, Vic is very horny on Maine about weird things. <laughs> Chip's oh, like, no. Uh, I was going to say, Chip reminds that. me of you, Kennedy. Oh, no. Ouch. Burnt, mate. Burnt. I was like, Chip could be an alternate reality version of Kennedy. But I think that was in a later episode. I thought that. You're way hornier on Maine than me, Grav. I wasn't talking about this specific instance. I was just saying, Chip reminds me of Kennedy. Chip literally will go, yellow power, baby, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, Kennedy would so do that. Chip's enthusiasm is something I just generally do appreciate. Yeah, true. Because especially we've had several seasons now where like none of the Rangers really seem to want to be there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Especially was kind of like that dino thunder was kind of like that and so it's it's just nice to have rangers who are like yay it's it's fun to have powers and beat up bad guys woo mhm mhm <laughs> i would like really appreciate like uh, people coming to terms also with their colors in this i was feeling like pink uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I feel that deeply. And I think it's very funny to do that. I think that because it's like, you know, all of our pink rangers before this have been like girly girls or whatever. And I think it's kind of funny to be like, ooh, you know, she's so edgy. She's the edgy one. And she's pink. And she's like, this is, this sucks. (laughs) I I think that's actually quite good. I I like that. So, you know, it's kind of funny because there was like, kind of a moment where we didn't know who red was going to be necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it could have been her. Yeah. Um, that's but totally I do, true. I do like that you thought it was a positive because like when we were going over it, we were kind of like, I was, I was of the mindset, like I was with Kennedy on the fact that I thought that it kind of sucks that she's that archetype of like, I'm pink. I hate being pink. It's my, I'm not like the other girls type of archetype. Until I realized, like, this is like 2006. This is like the creation of that archetype um, for, for like, because you got to think this was like scene. Scene was the big, like, yeah, uh, in phase at the time, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. like, being a scene girl was very much a thing, and you weren't like wearing pink or whatever. It was all like black with the black fingernails and all that other stuff with all the hairspray. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was definitely the thing. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a pass, but I'm glad you liked it for sure. I, That's sort of representation in it. I was yeah, fine with it. in the moment. I was disappointed though, because they did kind of almost make you think one of the girls might be red with like the costumes that they were wearing at the beginning and stuff. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you're just like, ah, you're really going to psych us out like that. And just, like we have to have like this bad boy loner as the red ranger like it's insisted upon us you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah uh, my my wife was going she's like i don't care he's hot <laughs> basically <laughs> i was like yeah i i think you have a time oh god <laughs> so, oh no so centaur korag beats udana and takes her powers which yes. makes sense because yeah. she was obviously too strong. <laughs> yeah, so like she like, went yeah. big Power yeah. Ranger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that we don't really see that often. Like we haven't seen True. that I think since like the end of Zeo. But like when you go big Power Ranger, it's over, right? Like mm-hmm. remember when Tommy went big, uh, big Power Ranger in uh, 
in a green with evil. He was just fucking shit up because he's more agile than a Zord and shit. And yeah, Udana yeah. was doing the same shit. Yeah. She's yep. just as OP. So yeah, that had to happen. Yep. Yep. Um so you know, so Udana's snow staff gets taken. Um and Korag's like, haha, I'm gonna use these powers to uh, you know, make myself even more invincible and I'm gonna take everything from you. Ha ha ha. And immediately when he gets back to the underworld, we see again that these people do not get along. Cause Mordecai's like, hey. Give me the snow staff. And Korag's like, excuse no. me? I, no. just, I just beat up Udana to get it. It's mine. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> and I mean, Real's like, okay, so I want to talk about this altercation, right? Because Morag is like, when, they, when Morag's like, give me that, and he all, no, sorry, honey, fight your own fights. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, if you're so powerful, why, like, like, if I'm not powerful, why don't you have a spell that would release me from the underworld? And I'm like, girl, why is this my job? <laughs> how, does, how does that, like, prove that you're powerful? It's like, there's some spell that you don't have, and it, it proves you're powerful because someone else's spell is more powerful than you. Like, what in the reverse psychology? How? I was very confused. You're simul it's the it's the United States strategy. Yeah, like, it's like this is I don't understand why this is like anyway. How does that to, even to, work? To foreign <laughs> intelligence, we are the big bird strong guys, but to the congressman, we're the weak. We need yes. more money. Simultaneously <laughs> too strong and too weak, right? Yeah. 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 It's a very interesting exchange. It is a little strange. It seems to kind of like they want to kind of imply that like if you're more powerful, it's harder to get out of the underworld, but it's just confusing. Udana and the Rangers get back to Root Core, turns Claire back into a person, and she gives the Rangers their wands, and uh, the Rangers are like, magic wands are kind of uncool. And Udana's like, well, I'll make them into cell phones then. That's what and everybody wants. And then she gives wants, them all right? flip phones! <laughs> I was like, let's fucking go, bro! I love it! Like, it was just so... That was... It was the flip phones also that was like, hold up, I'm gonna need to see what year this was fucking made in. Because, like, I'm not ready for this. That, I was, was, like, okay. that was the Razor. That yeah, was the Razor. And I was like, okay, fair enough, 2006 is absolutely tracks, that's fine. No, that would have been a hype phone in 2006. That's true, that's true. <laughs> so I was all like, okay, I can't actually make fun of this, right? Yeah, it's, it's better placed here than in Wild Force, where the whole like show was about like animals and stuff, and they made it a cell phone. And they just don't even explain why it's a cell phone or anything. I, I, I'm actually glad they did this scene where the kids are like, we don't want magic wands. That's weird. You can't carry magic wands around town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was better than the Tommy approach in the Dino Thunder, Dino Thunder season, right? Mm -hmm. Where he just turned it. He, he was like, oh, I don't want to be carrying around these, these gems. And uh, Tommy's like, yeah, okay, I'll make you a more uh, a fucking bracelet or something. And it's like this gauche, silvery, like... $30 bracelet with the, 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 the gem in the middle. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my god, if you wore that to high school, I would bully the shit out of you. The what the fuck? dragon gem in your backpack. No one has to see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, and it's like, and also, um, like, I have to say that um, 
within this, if you're giving everyone these like hype phones in 2006, they're going to be pulling them out. If people see your phone, they're going to be like, oh, let me see your phone. What, what's up with that? And they're going to be like, no. Nah. It's magic. You can't see my phone. <laughs> right? So it's like the one would really be better. Damn. You're going to be led into VIP lounges. With your and they cool all have to have like... Phone. And then when they like want to like access their magic powers, they all have like a pin they have to put in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I'm in this. I was looking at us. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. I'm in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also, this is when we discover. So Claire was like, why didn't you turn me back into a person sooner? And Udana's like, Ha ha, you gotta learn lessons. <laughs> and that's when you start to discover that Udana has a little bit of that cheeky mentor energy that we get okay. sometimes on the Power Rangers, where she's not she's not gonna explain everything to you. Some lessons you have to learn all on your own. And we get that again immediately after because the Rangers are like, okay, how do we get back um to town from here? And she's like, let the trees be your guide. <laughs> and just like, yeah, like away. <laughs> and it's like extremely like some hedge witch shit at this point. And you're like, girl, what? Like, what is that you mean? Like, I thought that you were literally signed up to be their guide. And she's like, no. It's not about trees. Also, BT dubs, I just let my assistant walk around as a sheep for a while. <laughs> like, it's going to be fine. Okay. Like, I just, I have a lot of questions, you know? <laughs> um, but they figure it out. You know, they can travel through the trees and teleport. Um, and that's actually, like, a, a both convenient and kind of cool way to explain the rangers getting around this season. If they can get to a tree, then they can get where they need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this also leads to Toby being a little bit of comedic relief as he sees the rangers come out of a tree but at like a distance and he's not sure what he saw so then he's like did y'all come out of a tree and they're like of course not that's crazy and so Mm -hmm. then he walks over and just like bangs his head into the tree (laughs) yeah like (laughs) i'm obsessed with this character he's the one to watch mr record store owner that's like this is where the shit is at in my opinion (laughs) so um eventually he's gonna get pulled into something and he's going to learn the truth. And I'm very excited for when he learns the truth. You know? Yeah, I also can't yeah. wait for that moment. I agree. Because he's a truly yeah. something so funny about this character. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's like a Mr. Belding, but he's that guy from that 70s show. And that's strong. It's a powerful <laughs> energy. It's a powerful energy. So. Under the Disney brand, no less. Mm-hmm. Madison finds Nick. And he's like, don't you want to be a Power Ranger with us? And he's like, nah, I'm good. I wish I love. Sigma energy, okay. Yeah, big Sigma energy. (laughs) This is officially a a pickup artist podcast now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he's just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. And Madison just like, simps for him so hard mm-hmm. so she's just like well what are you gonna do now and he's like oh skip town because like i've got nowhere else to go around and by here i mean Kinda, like, directly I already, in the pussy yeah. bro directly in the pussy just directly stay right here <laughs> go into the pussy 
did you not hear me before? Good job. I yeah, have but, a friend who I'm trying. But the pussy, right? <laughs> so after Madison tries to convince Nick to stay in Briarwood and help, he's intent on moving on with his life. Meanwhile, at Root Core, Claire questions Udana's decision to give up on Nick, pointing out how she was patient with her own screw-ups. Udana tries again to reach out to Nick and tells him that his being the first to help the old man showed her that he was destined to be the leader. Yeah, so she's kind of like, oh, look, I fixed the motorcycle because you can't fix the motorcycle, Mr. Sigma. Uh, but I can do it. Also, um, are you sure you don't want to do magic? Because um, watch me turn into an old man. And he's like, bitch, you what? And she's like, I did, though. <laughs> and, and so it's like, so magic must be real, right? Because um, if she can look like that old man, it's got to be what's up. Totally. <laughs> Makes sense. I also looked up in my research for this episode. I also learned that Udana is the um, oldest actress to have ever been involved in any of the uh, Power Rangers, um, uh, like any of the Power Rangers anything. So she's the oldest person ever been involved in one. And I was like, girl, I hope you're okay. Like, I, <laughs> I just have like she she's a kiwi and i'm just like i hope you made enough money girl like that's i don't know i'm just worried yeah that would make her, for her living ranger yeah yes. exactly mm -hmm. like legends <laughs> only you know yeah um, i was like looking up her imdb and it was like she's best known for power rangers so i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh so the rangers get called into battle uh, mm -hmm. For the first time, shortly after this, and they get to put on their new wizarding school uniforms. They got capes. They got capes. <laughs> they got capes, girl. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. These these outfits are fun, and uh, they're just having a good time right away. Uh, and uh, they don't waste a bunch of time. They realize they're in over their heads pretty quickly and are like, hey, let's let's do this Power Ranger thing. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And they do. And it's good. Um, the transformation sequence is a little bit not necessarily the best ever, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I think it's so pog. You have like the voice actor for Zordon saying like a fucking magic spell name or whatever. <laughs> I'm with Mr. Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> extreme. Yeah, and they fucking jump into a, a magic circle that transforms them. It's fucking cool as shit. We haven't seen that in Power Rangers ever, really. At least not a transformation sequence similar to that. I thought that that was really cool. In fact, it, it also kind of like solidified the fact to me that like every season, everyone just comes up with their own way on how to utilize the morphing grid mm. because mm -hmm. like there was a previous season of course with the dino gems and stuff that was the tommy oliver season spd it was all like kind of like government made and somehow and they were like pulling it from the air i guess or something so it's kind of <laughs> like weird and magical kind of like electricity is but mm -hmm. uh, basically i love the fact that like every single season is its own interpretation on like how the morphing grid works with everybody because it's not just the same, like, necessarily genre of transformation sequences, right? Like, you wouldn't say, you would put Dino Thunder in the same league as, like, some of the others, right? Where it just yeah. takes place in this weird aether space. 
and then they come back out. But in this one, you're like, no, it's actually like using the magic that they used from the grid, dude. And like all this other shit. It's cool. When you put it that way, it makes it a little better. Still not my favorite transformation sequence, though. <laughs> Damn, I tried. I kind of like that they tried to do all like the magic circles and stuff. There's like a good call out to kind of like magic circle geometry and stuff in the background. That's pretty all right. That was pretty all right. And they do call on that stuff a lot during the show. So I, I think it's good that they kept it consistent. We'll mm, say that. Their jump, their jump up is also the like Excelsior type like leap <laughs> yeah. up. Excelsior. It, it's cool. I'm sorry. I love shit like that. I'm a sucker. I will say I think it's good that the transformation sequence is consistent, like I was saying, because sometimes we have these transformation sequences that don't look like they belong here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wild Force mm -hmm. again was one of those. So Nick sees a vision that the Rangers are fighting with Korag and the minions and that they're not doing so well. And when he sees this vision, he's like, damn it. Magic must be real. Either yeah. that or I am officially having a schizophrenic breakdown. <laughs> I'm going to go with magic's real, y'all. So. so he comes flying in with a badass maneuver <laughs> motorcycle kick madness mm. at Korag's freaking head and he's like screw it magic's real turns into the red ranger and just starts blasting fire on everyone it's, it's yeah. cool as fuck i loved it uh i was like really quite into how quickly it all escalated like, you know, we had a pretty good, I, I liked, I liked the transformation scene. I liked the descriptions of powers. I was into like all the like saying, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, I'm like the sea. I'm like a motherfucking tree or whatever. I'm like lightning. I was like, yes, girl, sell, sell. Tell me your magic <laughs> power. I love this. Um, and, you know, so I thought it was all pretty good and I was into it. I was like taking notes. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more dancey dance, but you know, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it <laughs> as, a, as a base floor thing. So it's good. It was good in my opinion. Yeah. I'm glad that they do this every episode, by the way. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. in SPD, they had like the whole like included, they had the transformation sequence and the dance, but they only did it sometimes. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's when it's at its best. That's the, that's the best part about the cop season. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you got to pose and dance, do all that stuff. So uh, uh, they do because they win <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a group. And uh, Korag's like, listen, this is only the beginning. Like, you may have come together, pulled some stunts off today, but this is not over. And he takes off. The Rangers head back to the record store. They use magic to clean the store. Toby's like, how did you do this? How did you get the store so clean? And they realize Nick's still like kind of on the fence about staying in town a little bit. And so they're like, oh, Nick did it. He's the best. He, you should hire him. He'd be the best employee you ever had. And Toby's just like, you got a job, kid. Oh, wait, no, he's like, what's your favorite guitarist? And he's like, and Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. And he's like, you got a job, kid. And of course, once you get a job, you're no longer allowed to leave. You're owned by... You got a employer. job in this pussy. <laughs> 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 got a job for you right here, son. 
uh, I will not stop this. This is my one bit. Nick has to say. Uh, Nick's got to say, yeah. You know, now he he worked in the pussy full time, so that's what's up. That's what's up. You know. And that's the that's the end of part two, and that's our introduction to the Mystic Force Power Rangers. All right. Um, I will go ahead and go first. Uh, so. I give this intro, um, I'll give them both an 8 out of 10. I mm. thought that it was pretty fantastic. Um, mm. I was not expecting Power Rangers to go to Hogwarts. I thought that that was... I think they played it really well. And I think they played it so well that it kind of fits this like... Sort of like, I'm old enough to watch Harry Potter, but I'm not old enough to watch The Magicians. It's kind of like, oh, you can also watch Power Rangers Mystic Force, you know, to get like that sort of like IRL person in magical land sort of experience. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. really well done. I loved it. I think what drags it down a bit is that, you know, Saban had a critique of Disney and Saban's main critique of Disney is that they got away from the, the Power Rangers formula. And then they, they started using like New Zealanders with the, the Kiwi accents and all that other shit. And it just didn't look relatable to the American audience. And that's why the ratings go down. To which I'm going to say maybe there is merit in that. Because there was previous seasons where they, some of them did have Kiwi accents. And we kind of were just like, it's only like two of them, right? Or one of them, typically. But this one just has like a lot. Like a- almost everyone has a Kiwi accent. And I don't like it. I'm anti-Kiwi accent when it's like the full cast and this is supposed to be American television. Wow, okay. I'm I'm coming out. Anti-Kiwi action, is it? Damn. Yes, anti-Kiwi action. I'm sorry. I can't follow you here, Graf. Okay. I'm prejudiced against the Kiwis in this one. Uh, Damn. No, it's just like because they try to disguise it. They're like, yeah, we're in California. And I'm like, nah, just say you're in New Zealand. Like, stop. Literally the picture of, what is it, Brooke? whatever what's Briarwood. Briarwood is like I was like okay so that's Auckland <laughs> like, yeah like the largest city in New Zealand everybody like no big deal um like not not a small city but okay like it's just it's a lot it's a lot you're, but like you're lying to me you know and like if you're mm. gonna sell me a lie sell it to me good and they didn't okay. sell it to me good here that and like the the magical forest that was a little a little too much cheese for my sauce but yeah Kennedy, uh, what did you think? I'm in relative agreement about the score, although I'm going to be a little more granular and say that part one was a seven and part two was like a nine. Because like part one in particular, I felt like was a little too contrived and cheesy at at certain points. Just like stuff like, uh, like I said, like when they were like, there's no witches in the woods. And it's like five minutes ago, none of you would go in these woods. Because you were like, people don't come out of the magical woods, they're scary. And now you're trying to act like, whatever. Like, there was some stuff like that. And, like, Nick being like, I don't believe in magic. After seeing a bunch of people do spells in front of him. Yeah. (laughs) that Some of that stuff didn't sit as well with me. In part two, they didn't really have as much of that problem, though. Because, like, they had already kind of set up the stakes and what was happening. And they mostly just were resolving it. And so there was a little bit less massive cheese and i Mm. I was able to just like have fun more and like the action was amazing in part two and stuff and it was just like exciting in that regard i also will say i won't go quite as far with as grab (laughs) 
but I did think it was a little weird, the whole, it's not in New Zealand, it's definitely California. Yeah, and it says uh, yeah. Clearly not. And that does detract more so even than the previous seasons where they've done this because it's so egregious this time, both in their insistence that it's like this place that it's not and in the actors absolutely not trying at all and just all of them just being like, yeah, we're Power Rangers. This is great. We're in California. Yeah. One last thing I want to, to add on to this sort of review is that we didn't go over the intro because that's definitely brand new to the season. Uh, well, what what did you think about the intro, Eleanor? Um, I was like, this is a lot of information very quickly, and also it was long. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like, like, okay, well, fine, thanks for getting us up to speed. And I was literally like, are you gonna do this every time? Like, <laughs> there's just like so much here. So it's like, are we? Uh, like, I was like, okay, is this just like a one off? Is this like how long is this gonna go? But. You know, um, on the whole, um, I'm kind of into it just because it was, uh, see, you know, I'm taking a different stance from you two in that I'm, I think that one of the things that's good about this is that it's quite Kiwi. What's bad about <laughs> it is like pretending that it's not a Kiwi. I'm all like, own up to the Kiwi supremacy. Okay. Like that's, that's what's up. Just be all like, nah, like. The, the the here's what's happening we don't say our eyes correctly it's all sucks it's all these sucks kids are gonna fight crime with magic and it's gonna be fucking brilliant right like that's what's up that's what's up um so thumbs down on that but you need the big long huge intro in order to explain exactly what the fuck is going on <laughs> and, and like to my knowledge no there, actually no i take that back there's always been some kind of magic sort of inherent in Power Rangers. It's like, you know, like, even, like, back to the fact that, like, Reed is, like, a witch, right? So there's always been some magic around, but a lot of the time this they would say that... green candle will seal away the green ranger power. Exactly. But there was also, like, a, a huge amount of it that was, like, tech as well. Yeah. And so this is kind of, like, saying, no, we're going way more down the magic route, and I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the intro was really good overall. I'm giving this a seven out of 10, both of them, because I just wish that they would just admit they were Kiwis. I'm taking away <laughs> a point. I'm taking away a point for pretending that everything has to be American. It doesn't. The kids will it's, watch it anyway. It's anti-Kiwi action until they admit the truth. That's, That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> I, I, like I said earlier, I think if they had just said, you're going to a magic school in New Zealand. That would be work. like, oh, you mean like Lord of the Rings? Sweet, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they so filmed up. The Hobbit? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, like that's a magic place. Sure, great, fantastic. You know? Um, it's, yeah, yeah. I appreciated Andre 3000 in the intro. I mean, what up on that? <laughs> well, I, I know you. I know you want to make the joke, but I actually want to give a shout out. Shaka Blackman, actually an amazing producer and composer, deserves the credit for this. Bring yeah. in, bring in the, bring in a brand new, completely different take on the Power Rangers theme song this season, and just honestly, kind of nailing it, especially for that time. Like that, yeah, it kind of it, it whips, it whips for sure. Uh, the first uh, Power Rangers rap song, all of them hmm. were, rock, all of them were rock until this point, or metal, depending on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's better than the Dragon Ball uh, GT rap, if you remember that. It's better than uh, the Digi rap from the Digimon movie. So I, if it's better than both of those two, full cred on my part. So hell yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Eleanor, for this one. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? And what else would you like to plug? Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch, I got so many things to plug. So, um, <laughs> what's up? Uh, my blog. Roll through it. Roll through it. Yeah, I know, right? I I'm getting better at it now. The blog is going-medieval.com. You can read a bunch of stuff for free there. If you like that, hit my Patreon up for from only one quid a month. You can get a lot more of me talking bullshit. Um, I've got a comic out. It is called The Middle Ages Graphic History. It's got a thousand years of history and 176 pages with really cool pictures. If you are into graphic novels, why wouldn't you be into graphic histories? Question mark. Um, and if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Going Medieval on there as well. So, you know, um, please ask me more about Kiwi supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eleanor, one last question. Mm-hmm. Are the Kiwis getting your graphic novel before the Americans do? No, same time. Okay. Same time. So it's, it's everybody's <laughs> getting it in September. Yeah, so it's out. The graphic the graphic novel's out in the UK right now. I Kiwis, Australians, and Americans have to wait until September, though you can pre-order. But um, a few crafty MFers in North America like bought through Book Depository here. And they all got theirs. And then so they're like showing me pictures and be like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, girl, how'd you even do this? And they're like, yeah, book depository. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I think it costs more money in shipping, though. So I wouldn't recommend it. Just wait a couple months. It'd be all right. It's almost there. <laughs> it's almost there. Your promotion of it in the Americas. Sorry to, to keep you on a little bit longer. But your promotion fine. in the Americas is uh, very interesting because you are collabing with indie bookstores, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So in particularly, um, if you can get stuff from indie bookstores, a lot of people are getting um, these really cool so uh, book plates that my illustrator made. And it's got another picture on it and we've autographed them and stuff. So if you are interested in buying them, have a check for your indie bookstores first because they might have the book plates. So yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can't wait to get one. I've already got it ordered, so I just got to check. <laughs> yeah, double, double check, but they might, they might. If not, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can, I can see what I can do for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Eleanor. And thank you everybody for listening to today's Sentai Truther Club. And we'll see you next time. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast, and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.